What is the crack, everyone? Welcome to episode 32 of the B2B Sports Podcast. I think this is going to be the season finale. We're going to, we're going to leave it. We're going to leave it here uh, and have a bit of a break. Um, but yeah, as always, Sam is here. Standard procedure. Um, yeah, and let's, let's just recap a bit of the football season. We haven't recorded in a, in a week or two. Um, but yeah, let's recap the end of the Premier League. We went down to the wire, Sam. Went down to it the... really did. Um, I think we all saw it coming. Um, we knew it'd be it'd be done by like a point or two. Yeah. Um, I just don't think we expected it to happen quite the way it did. No, it was giving off 2012 vibes to begin with, weren't it? It, was it really was. Um, I mean, Liverpool fell behind. Um, City fell behind. It felt really odd. Um, and City just I mean they're 2-0 down against Villa who I mean they're all right but they shouldn't be beat they shouldn't be beating um, City and like Liverpool obviously had a a bit of a wobbly start but um, got on the board straight away again Um, we're kind of riding that one all and I mean obviously City were still winning at this point I think it was in the sort of in the last like 20 minutes it all just sort of went a bit mad um, and then yeah. the, the rumour started at, um, at Anfield that, that there'd been a, another goal after yeah. it? it was just it was seen to be honest with you it was seen it was great I loved, I loved that rumour the, the, the video of them all reacting like they'd played yeah. Villa had equalised and Liverpool now winning the league it was great that's absolutely I love that when, when it goes down to the final day because you see everyone on their phones in the stadium and the mood completely changes if there's a goal in the other game. So. Exactly. But and the, and the mood did change in, in five minutes at City. Five minutes and they scored three goals. Yeah, absolute scenes, mate. I mean, I don't know. De Bruyne... Every, every one of, yeah, every one of Pep's subs played a part in each one of those goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can say... There's question marks over Pep, and on the big occasion, does he overthink it a little bit too much? But I mean, yeah. pulled it out of the bag, and the substitutes were were, were pinpoint, to be honest. They were, and it, yeah, it was made for, made for a great end end of the season. I mean, Liverpool got the goal. It was great it. to see Liverpool just kind of crumble. <laughs> Even though they won, it, they were just so sad. And it was lovely to see. I mean, rewind a few months and everyone was like, okay, Liverpool, all the Liverpool fans were saying quadruple was ours, you know. Yeah. They were saying it, they were saying about 70 minutes into the game. Yeah. Uh, It it was, uh, it it never went away. Quadruple, like, they'd already obviously won two cups. I mean, on penalties, hadn't scored a goal in those cups, but um, still won them. So, so I know we talked about that. We talked a little bit about this on the the corridor um, of uncertainty podcast. Go check that out if you if you haven't already. Uh, there, end of the season uh, episode with us. But we talked about is this is this a bit of a failure for Liverpool finishing with just two two trophies, the, the FA Cup and the Car- uh, and the Carabao, and then not even winning those convincingly, winning those on penalties. Would you see that as a little bit of a disappointment, considering the position? I mean, I'd see it. Consider, I think considering the position in, in they were in, they'd be disappointed to finish with the two trophies they would have happily gone without. 
Right. I don't think they were. I don't think they would have. If they had to choose between, they, they could win two out of those four. They'd have cho- obviously chosen the Champions League and Premier League. Um, that obviously is still a great achievement. They played in every single game that they could possibly play in this year. Um, but I, I do think they would be disappointed. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. when they they're all piping up this quadruple and um, <laughs> the team they have to. I mean. And, They've they've won one Premier League and one Champions League in the last like seven years. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I they've underachieved for. I understand City are there, but they have underachieved. I mean, if you looked opinion. at the beginning of the season, if you were to tell me Liverpool would win tro- two trophies, push City to the to the last game of the season, you know, mm. get to the Champions League final, I'd say that's that's a great season for Liverpool because yeah. I didn't expect them to be as, you know, continuing this run, dominant, yeah. Yeah, this dominant run that they've been on the past few years. So I'd say they've overachieved before the season, but as the season developed, I think they could probably have underachieved slightly. Yeah. And then um, look at the bottom of the table, uh, Burnley relegated down. Sad day. Sad day. I was a, uh... I was at a wedding that weekend and driving home on the Sunday and actually get to watch the football live. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted them to stay up. I re- really did. I felt they deserved it. Um, I didn't feel like Leeds deserved to stay up this season. Um, yeah, I just it was a sad day. You know, if you're sacking experienced managers like Bielsa and, and uh, Sean Dyche before the end of the season that have achieved so much and done so much for those two clubs. Um, yeah. yeah, I think what do you expect if, you, if you're going to bring in a new manager and try and produce miracles, you know? Yeah, I think um, everyone was shocked when Dyche was sacked um, and they kind, of kind of paid the price. Yeah. Um, and also, like, Wake Horse said that he's not going to play and I think he stipulated when he joined that he's not going to play championship football. Yeah, so they just sold a player who scored two goals. Yeah. That's just, they just bought in January. He had big hype around. Well. I was on huge the old, hype. I was on the huge hype. as well, to be honest. He was, um, I think uh, last night they played, the Netherlands played Wales and uh, Wake Horse scored. Right. And um, one of the Welsh players who plays for Burton, I can't remember who it was, um, went up to him and said, "Why can't you do that for Burnley?" <laughs> it was great, um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's a bit sad that he's off. Um, I feel like he didn't do enough to kind of give himself. I don't think he did enough to be able to warrant that he's going to say, "Like, oh, I'm not going to stay with them." I mean, you can look at it both sides, can't you? You could look at it. He's smart negotiating. Yeah. On his agent, you know, not many people, you know, to put that in his contract they believe he's a better footballer than championship level but yeah. then again it's a little bit shitty because you feel like you probably could have contributed a bit more and if you'd have contributed more you would have got the team up you know, it's, I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah bit of a mad one and then let's let's just look at a little bit of a assessment of our two clubs Chelsea third Man United sixth um I'm very lucky to get sick <laughs> yeah. only because West Ham also lost on the last day of the season that's the only reason we finished sixth but I mean, Chelsea, I would say they've underachieved considering the the sort of I don't know the prospects that we all thought Chelsea would, would you know yeah. 
achieve at the start of the season. I think they've probably slightly underachieved. They had a great start to the season, a bit of a blip, um, lost two finals. You so. kind of had your, your normal kind of end to a season. Like Chelsea seemed to finish seasons quite lacklustre. Yeah, yeah. We always seem um, to run out of steam a little bit. Yeah, like you lost, you, you got hammered by Brentford at the, at the yeah. end of the season. It's just like those results you wouldn't expect, but Chelsea seemed to keep doing them. Um, I think you were unlucky in the cup finals. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we played really well in the cup final. And, you know, a team like Liverpool on paper, they score goals, don't they? So I feel, yeah. feel like to to restrict them to not scoring any yeah. uh, is, is a good achievement. But you've got, to, you've got to score, you've got to go the other way. And I feel like we had True. good enough chances in both those games to put put those two two finals Definitely. away. So. Definitely. I mean, you've lost three FA Cup finals in a row. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's not a great record <laughs> it's not good um, but yeah I feel like it's I mean I can't complain I can't complain we, need, we finished top four um, yeah. Uh, yeah Club World Cup so I, I can't complain <laughs> on that aspect and <laughs> did you actually just say Club World Cup <laughs> yeah I did mate. what's wrong with that <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst uh, in terms of the coveted Club World Cup <laughs> In terms of how Lukaku's performed, disappointed by him, disappointed yeah. by Pulisic this season, um, Werner's continued to sort of be up and down. Um, yeah. To be fair, a lot of your players have been up and down, like Mount has been up and down. Mount's been up and down. He goes through periods of really good form. Same with Kante. Yeah. In some games, he's awful. And I he feel like injury, injury did hit us big time when we lost. Ben Chilwell and Reese James around the same time. And that was when we were flying. That's when they, those yeah. two, two wing-backs were scoring and assisting every <laughs> single game. Yeah. And I feel like losing them two did impact us a little bit. Um, Not the wind out your sails a bit. Yeah, yeah. But like, like you said, going back to the anomalies every season, we seem to have an embarrassing defeat around the same period. I think, like you said, Brentford. Then I think it was, uh, we lost 5-3 to was it 5-2 to West Brom the year before? Brom, yeah. And I think we got battered. Was it 5-0 to Bournemouth when we had Sarri? Uh, That's it, yeah. Sarri, yeah. So um, it seems to be some sort of trend going on with Chelsea. but It's an interesting one. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see next year. Third in the league, so we've got Champions League football. And yeah. New ownership, so we'll have to see the future. Brighter things. Yeah, bright. So what about United? Whereas, whereas there's, yeah interesting thing in the future for United <laughs> sick lucky to get sick because I said at the end of the day West Ham also lost on the last day of the season um, new manager coming in I think we, he, he's got a bit more freedom there's no Ed Woodward so he's got a bit more freedom and hopefully he can make the right signings we've got a lot rid of a lot of players already um, Pogba's gone Matter's gone Matic has gone Um and others, I can't remember the names, but um, Varney, I think, has gone, isn't it? Carney's gone, yeah. Um, so it'll be int- it'll be a very interesting season. Um, I think this season was was obviously a write off. Obviously, he sacked Solskjaer and then brought in an interim manager who was going to stay on in consultancy, and then since has then took an Austrian the Austrian job and then not. Going to do the consultancy job. It's. It, I don't really understand what in the hindsight is. Complete mess, isn't it? It's incomplete. It is. It is. Um, and I don't. I don't really understand why it happened. Well, like I say, I'm glad it's over now. We, <laughs> have, we have a manager. We have a, hopefully he is a set 
idea of what's, of what's going forward. Um, hopefully we can hang on to Ronaldo, which I think we, with all the players we're selling, like it's very obvious that Ronaldo is going to be the pinpoint of that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like I feel like he will stay, um, and I think Ten Hag is going to play him in every game. Like he's going to he's going to use him as as Ronaldo should be used, yeah. which he wasn't as well used in by both Solskjaer and Ranić, who was benched for some games, which made no sense. Mm. And we we didn't win a game last season that Ronaldo didn't start, and that just shows. That is crazy. It shows how influential he is and also shows how shit we are. <laughs> yeah. We can't even win a game just because one player is not playing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that it's going forward and he's, he seems to be doing a real shake-up. Um, the other thing is we, we finished sick. Like, the, the attraction to come to Man United is very limited. I think he's going to yeah. have a chat. Like, for, he wants to get Frankie de Jong, but obviously he's playing for Barcelona at the moment. Yeah, he's... he doesn't have much. He doesn't. Does, I don't think he feels like he wants to come. Um, we'll get. Um, uh, we'll get the guy we loaned out to Everton. I've got his name wrong. Can't remember. Can't remember. Anyway, yeah, the, the Dutch, the Dutch player. Oh, um, Van de Beek. Van de Beek. Yeah, he he'll be coming back, which I think is good mm. because I think he was just he was stupidly never used. When he was used, he played really well. Yeah. And he was never used again. And it, uh, yeah, so I found that very strange. So I hope, I'm hoping he can come in and play like we've seen him play. We know he can play um, and shore up our like, midfield. It's, it's going to be a long process. I can't, I can't imagine United going to walk in next season and can like challenge for the top. But I feel like if you give him time and you allow players to develop and you allow him to to make moves in the transfer market over the next year or two, then I feel like you could, you're on the right track. I think he's a great manager. I know he's not, you know, done a lot in terms of, you know, managing it around Europe. He's had a good, good uh, sort of 10 He's done amazing things at Ajax, yeah. He's done amazing things at Ajax, but is he proven in a major league? You know, the question remains, but I I like him. I think he's played a good style of football. And I think if you stick with him, then, you know, yeah, and I think I think he's made good choices already. Like he's mm-hmm. taken the cut back, captain's armband off Maguire. I just don't think that that was it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Um I think you have to give it to either De Gea or Ronaldo. Um I don't really mind which one. I think Ronaldo's probably more vocal than De Gea is. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, make, making sensible decisions, I think that I think he'll come in and make those. Yeah, yeah, hands down. Um who do you think, do you agree? I know some of the, well, all of the um, awards have been dished out now. Player of the Year, Kevin De Bruyne, do you agree on that one? Or do you, do you um, to be honest, I don't think I do. Right. I think, I think if, if you have a player who's leading the league in goals and assists, can you, can you really deny him Player of the Year? No, no. It's weird this season because every player that was in within the nominations had a little blip in, in the season. Yeah. De Bruyne wasn't around at the start of the season. He had a quiet start to the season. He yeah. kicked on in form in the, in the second half. Salah was the opposite. Salah had an amazing first half of the season. Uh, incredible and sort of dipped off a little bit in the yeah. second half of the season. So there are players. It's not like someone's been amazing the whole of the season. Even Ronaldo. Ronaldo had a good start yeah. to the season he had a blip in the middle yeah and then, uh, seven games in a row. yeah and then uh then he um 
carried on at the end of the season. So, yeah, he's, I don't think there was one standout player that was amazing the whole way through the season. But if you're looking at statistics, Salah probably did deserve it, didn't he? On, on yeah, that. I think so. Or Sonny. I mean, obviously, Sonny. Sonny. Yeah, I don't think he was, he was. He wasn't even nominated, <laughs> which is like crazy. Because um, he was up there for both assists and the goals. I yeah, mean, I think... joint, joint top scorer, but he was yeah. also up there for assists. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't. I don't understand how the voting worked. Right. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then sim- similar with a young player of the year as well, Foden got that, and there was also a number of shouts that could have been in there. I think personally, Mason Mount deserved to have a shout. Yeah, I think Saka did. To be Saka honest, did as well, hands down. Um, either one of those two I think Phil Foden I think it's difficult with the young player of the year um, because I think a lot of times these young player of the years are sometimes this is like their third or fourth season yeah yeah I think you have to be under 23 don't you yes yeah which is it seems mad to me I feel like you need to have a certain like amount of game time under or over Mm. um, to be in there because young player of the year is all well and good yeah he might be 22 but he's been playing since he was 18 in that league, in in that team, like, he knows how to play in the Premier League. Yeah, so um, I think we mentioned it before. It's like Declan Rice and Trent Alexander Arnold, and even Mount to a, to a point. It's yeah. like why are they you just don't class them as young players anymore. No, do you? like no. When you see that like, Saka, he's like had a breakthrough summer, mm. and then into the season, he's also been great for Arsenal. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't get the young players. It just seems to be like the best. It just seems to be the best player that's under twenty three. Yeah, <laughs> which obviously that does it does mean young player of the year, but that can be mean very different things. Do you think that this twenty three age bracket is a little bit outdated now? Because a lot of footballers coming through younger, I think on average they're coming through younger and playing earlier than they probably <clears> say yeah, when definitely. age bracket. I know Rooney and stuff when they came through, they were like an anomaly. Exactly. Yeah, like, as I was gonna say though that that was that wasn't the norm. No. Uh, today, like you're getting young players playing, or at least on the bench most weeks. Yeah, exactly. Like we've had Garincha on the bench for for weeks, yeah. and it's uh like these are all players playing in the reserve league. Um, so I I, I think it probably needs a reshuffle of how they yeah. think how they think of young player. Like it, it has to be like rookie of the year kind of thing. I think. Mm. Yeah. Do you have? Can you cast your mind back to the, the to the league and? That any goals that stand out for you? I just want to. I just want to bring up Kovacic's goal. Um, it's probably my See, favorite goal of the season. That was incredible. That volley against Liverpool. It was so but uncharacteristic. It, it, but visually, it it doesn't. It's not satisfying for me that goal because <laughs> it just like drops and he kind of just swings his leg at it. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like he's. I don't know. It's so for me, go on, Ronaldo's go. against Spurs. Okay. What the? Which one? The the smash from thirty yards out yeah. or the the header? Smashing thirty yards out. The thirty yard, yeah, because it was just out of the blue, and it was like the old Ronaldo was there. Yeah. Do you? What do you class as like your goal of the season? What do you like? What do you like in a goal? Because for me, I like a, I like a power driver from about thirty yeah. yards out, or, or like, like a, a nice volley. Yeah, like a <laughs> ping. Yeah, like a ping. Yeah, literally like a ping. <laughs> for any of you that don't know, right, the boys, us, Sam, and a couple of other mates when we were younger, we used to have FIFA. And we used to do ping-only games. So we used yeah. to only score ping goals. So only score goals from, I think it was about Half 25 <laughs> yards out. Had to be outside the box at least. Yeah. And if um, you scored a tap-in, 
you gave the other person a goal straight away, straight back. So yeah. literally only pings, follies, and yeah, that kind of thing. So <laughs> the, the, the FIFA 12 Inter Milan, AC Milan was the team to use. Oh my God. Taiwo from left back with like 91 power on FIFA. Yeah. Ibrahim an absolute header machine. <laughs> Corners. Oh my God. And then Cambia, Ru- Esteban Cambiaso. Cambiaso. Seydor. The Seydor. Um, but yeah, hello. Uh, oh, yeah, I love, love a ping. Um, oh. Love a great volley. A bit, maybe if there's a bit of skill involved, like last year it was obviously Lamella's Rabona. Yeah. Which was oh, quite clearly the best goal. Um, so I don't know, it's, it's varied, but most of the time it's like it's like a proper power yeah. driver. I would say I don't really go for team goals that often, but no. that Arsenal goal against Norwich when they just pass it through, I think it was. Jack Wilshire and Giroud that were like combined yeah. multiple times. I think that was incredible. That deserved. Yeah, I think I think I think that definitely deserves like because you could it was so quick as well. It wasn't like a build up. It was like quickly mm-hmm. kind of passing them into into the other. Um, and that's yeah, that was definitely obviously goal of the season. Unpopular opinion as well. I don't rate um, sort of dribbling from your own box and scoring. I remember Martinelli scored against Chelsea. Was it last yeah. season? Um, and he just took it from sort of the edge of his own box and sprinted. There was no players back. Kante slipped over, right? And he's just sprinted with the ball and he slotted it in. Fair enough, good finish. But he's just ran with the ball. There's no like skill involved there. <laughs> like Kante slipped over as well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, I, I think I agree because quite a lot, unless he's like had to get around loads of people, but most of the time, you're running straight past a defender who's quite often standstill. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So, yeah, I, I, I do agree. 100%. Um, yeah, and this brings us on to FPL. FPL, wrapped up the FPL. I'm going to clip now to the Corridor Lads podcast. We did a little bit of a, a joint podcast with them on the FPL um, outcome. So... With the power of editing, I'll clip this in now. <laughs> um, Sam is probably not going to be happy with this. <laughs> nope. Um, no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> Let's get on to the fun part of this. Fantasy Let's Premier go. League. Fantasy <laughs> Sam's off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go on the league and look at the actual... The, the I, mean, I came wearing some silverware this year, boys. I don't know what I'm <laughs> So this is, <laughs> Sam won the Carabao Cup on penalties, effectively. Nobody cares on that. Actually, I absolutely battered him. I'm going to show you this. Somehow, like, I'm obviously playing a league where no, nobody actually made any changes for, like, the last three games. Because, <laughs> like, the guy I beat, he had 36 points and I had 74. To be fair, that was a battering in for a fun. I had double the points. Yeah. Um. I'll, I'll shout out the top three. I don't know if they listen, but they probably deserve to serve a little shout out. Uh, Adam Cassidy won the cup and the league in the corridor uncertainty. So fair play to the lad. The cup final, the guy in the 19th was in it though. So fair play to him as well. Ben Arnold, he's the one that beat me. That's Ben Arnold. That's Sam. That's the far, mate. At least I lost to the winner, boys. No, no, no you were 18, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> um, then oh, you've so got... Val Uberjaka in second, Dom Hartland in third, and Gemo missed out on the podium. Wow. Fourth play. I and like it. Where did Fourth. we finish? I finished eighth. 
Ben, yeah. you finished 11th. You and wow. Ollie were pretty close all season. 11th yeah. and 12th. I caught him toward the end. I was down there in 18th, which is... I, what do you think went wrong, wrong, Sam? Was it when you used your wildcard in the second week? <laughs> no, I, I used my triple captain on Ronaldo, I think, <laughs> in, the, in like the sixth or seventh week. Uh, where is it? He didn't right. start, did he? He didn't start. He came on in the 75th <laughs> minute. Nice. Uh, got, me one, got me two points because he... You still yeah. lost that yeah, game, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, I lost one nil to Aston Villa. Wow. I remember I remember recording a couple of weeks after that and Sam effectively gave up on the fantasy. He, he did. He didn't delete the app, but he gave up is in a sense of not making any changes. And then all of a sudden you got back into it. So I, I made a good run and I, I didn't I didn't because I was like 300 points behind like you guys. Yeah. And yeah. I, I only finished, I think I'll, I'll work this out. Uh, 200. Less than that. <laughs> 144 points away. That's not bad, to be fair, because it was a big dip. Yeah. <laughs> you closed the gap. My, my brother did finish above you by five points as well. Yeah. So, yeah. well that's, done. That's what I'm most gutted about. Yeah, you should have got at least one of us down there, but... Actually, I, guess, I think my I think my brother only joined like halfway through the season as well. But I suppose yeah. you, your points carry points over, carry don't they? Yeah. yeah. Before we start talking about forfeits and, and that, um, <laughs> I guess we should make a, a mention to our cup because we all had a shocker in the cup, didn't we? That's yeah. Real. Yeah. Well, I was round. in the first in the first round, and two of us got out in the second round. Yeah. Or was it? I was round thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was round. 30, I got to round thirty-five. Game week thirty-five. Um, so I lost yeah. to I lost to Basil. Well done, Baz. Don't know who I lost to. I can't see. I lost to Ben Arnold. Oh yeah, not not good. Next season, next season to our season, one of us has got to do better in the cup. I made so many changes for the cup. I took like a minus fifty hit for the cup just to sacrifice <laughs> it, and I still bought it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find out which was the best week I got in terms of points. Oh, yeah. This year was the first time I got over 100 points. I want to see. I got 128 at one point. Let me have a look. I don't know. I'll find out that information. But I was at 101 points. I got once. I was in the 90s a couple of times as well. Mm. My, aim gen- my aim generally is just to be above average. Yeah. Where did you did you finish in the world altogether? I made I made it into the top million, which you, I mean, you? not as good as my last season, but I would, that's what I aim for top million. Two million four hundred fifty-eight thousand nine hundred twenty-three in the world. Yeah, that's oh. overall ranking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No points. I got I got two million one hundred thousand one hundred six thousand seven hundred seventy second. That's mad. Yeah, the bigger they get. Numbers, eh? Oh, yeah, I yeah. got 100. I, I got, got 128. My high score is 128, so I'm fairly certain that's quite high because there was that one week I used my free hit in that week, but there was like five matches, and uh, I put the the free hit on, and you none of you were like, oh, pants, we didn't do it, and it was like just Tottenham to play. So I used the free hit and put like Kane, Son. Uh, just put like Larice in goal and Tottenham won like 5 0 that week, so I was, I was lucky. 
Scott Goodwin, my overall rank starts with a three. We <laughs> 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 three million eight hundred forty-seven thousand. That's nearly four mils, mate. It's only three. They've only played a game. <laughs> <laughs> How do you play the game? I'm, I'm scrolling. I think it's quite a lot. <laughs> Uh, I got 998,000, which I'm pretty happy with. That's pretty decent. Uh, last year, I was so good. I think I was in the top 500, but not, not top, top 500,000. How long do you think you are? Professional? Uh, I don't know. FBL Corridor coming to a Twitter near you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but the last four or five weeks, are so hard to predict in FPL because everyone's sort of, you know, battling for different positions. Rotation and everything, so it's really hard to predict. Yeah, the rotation, and I think the double game weeks are a lie. Really, so many times I put someone in because they played two games, but they're still rubbish. Even if they play yeah. two games, they're still it's just two points twice. So I think they're all uh, pants. That's my lesson for next season: don't trust the double game week. Just pick the good players. Yeah, hundred percent. Hopefully, there won't be so many double game weeks next year because yeah, no. of coronavirus. Yeah, still have them for like the FA Cup and that. Though. Um, right, let's, let's get on to it then. Let's get to punishment. I can't wait to hear this punishment. So it's the punishment, just so I'm correct, that I have to pick a kit that Sam buys. Is that what I have to do? I think uh, that's what it is. I so think that's what we agreed, yeah. Sam has got lucky that I've won because that is, I have realistically, the two kits that Sam really doesn't want to buy is a Chelsea kit and a Liverpool kit. And I don't want to see anybody in a Chelsea kit or a Liverpool kit. It just... Yeah. I don't want to fund those clubs anymore. Here I am sat in my Liverpool kit. <laughs> I worry about the kit that you might want. Yeah, there is also another kit that you could choose that, that Sam might also. So I, the one that I've got, if he can get it, I've been very nice. I've gone back and listened to our podcast that we did with you and we ranked the kit. So I've gone, we ranked away kits. So I've gone bottom of Sam's away kit ranking, the kit that he liked the least, which is Southampton away. <laughs> oh no! No, I thought the Man City kit was. That... Oh, that is disgusting, though. <laughs> <laughs> we make, should we make the rules that Sam has to buy this kit and there has to be a picture on our social media? That is disgusting. That is <laughs> That's like a, a like a. Vanarama North shirt or something yeah, like that. It, is <laughs> it was horrendous. By the start of next season, the start of it, we have to have proof that Sam has that kit. Otherwise, there's just interest on top of it. Yeah, yeah. Then he has to buy home and away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's reduced from uh, £55 to £33. That's what I saw. I saw it £16 somewhere, I think. So I, I, I did a bit of research. I'm not, not, not going to large. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm pretty pleased that I that I didn't have to buy a kit because I don't think I've got enough money to be buying kits, let alone for a fucking rival <laughs> team. So my my friend has a, a sent me a link to a site where you can get like any kit for like eleven quid. Sounds legit. Paper mache coming through the data box. That could have gone very long. Thank you very much. Sam got lucky there. No, no, I mean, oh fuck's sake. Jesus, what am I going to do? No, you know, if it was me, I would have definitely had you buying some Liverpool kit with the most. That's the problem, though. A QPR kit does nothing for anybody, so it doesn't. It's irrelevant for me. I don't. Sam, 
so yeah, so Sam's got the luckiest because of me. And also, Sam, like if it was Chelsea or Liverpool for me to annoy you, it would have been much better. But I don't really care about Man United that much either. So it's like the least two clubs with the association to me. So just... I was a good thought though. I wouldn't have even thought to go on the the, the well, wake. I completely forgot we did it. To be honest, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so glad we did. Yeah, otherwise, it, but your top top of your away kit ranking was Man City Man City away. So. That is oh, disgusting. Wow. Sam, man. Should have put him on that and back, backhand him. <laughs> well, top of my away kit. Yeah, top. The, 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 the white one. With like the, uh, oh, the white one. Yeah, that, yeah. That is nice. Yeah, yeah. No, it's vile, man. No, it is not. Me and... Oh, well, you said that. clock numbers on the back. No, I, I, can't, I don't even think I've ever seen him wear that, to be honest. In the, no, in the community shield in yeah. that final because Grealish came on and everyone was like, oh my God, we've... Here comes our hundred million pound signing, and he sort of started off what was going to happen for the rest of the season, did absolutely nothing. So yeah. everyone's like, "Why have they got little alarm clock numbers under that?" To be fair, I'm glad it wasn't like just like all kits because I think Man City's away. My Man City's third kit was my worst, like mm. the worst. Kit. Yeah, which one's the third kit? The one that looks like pajamas. Oh yeah, that's disgusting. Right, Puma, sort it out, man. At the beginning of the Champions League semi-final, I said to my mate, who was a Man City fan, that City don't deserve to win because of that shirt. (laughs) (laughs) And then to wrap up football, um, have you got any early Premier League predictions for next year? Man United's going to leave. Oh, come off it, mate. I think Man United United get top top four. Top four, okay. Fair enough. Do you think that Man City and Liverpool's dominance is going to continue? Yes. Yes. Again. Yes, I don't. I don't see that changing. I can't see Man City with Haaland not coming first or second. I just can't see that. No, it's, it's a disgusting pairing. Like having him, it's just like with the brain with Bernardo. It's just disgusting with Foden. I just it doesn't bear to question that he could easily score forty goals next year. Yeah, it's absolutely mad. Because um, he's also got he's got the pace, he's got the size, he's got he's got everything. Yeah, I'm going to predict City to win the league next year. I, yeah. I'm i not convinced by Liverpool. I know they say, we say this every year and it will backfire on this yeah. massively, but there's going to be a lot of movement there. I think Mane's off. Mane's off. Um, Luis Diaz is really going to... I know he, he was absolutely incredible, but now he's going to have to step up in that that Mane role. And yeah. like, I don't know, is Salah, the contract negotiations from Salah, what, what's going on there? And I know, Mane, well, Mane's... Like you said, mine is gone. He's he's off somewhere. Um, I think I think it's quite funny. Bayern Munich offered him thirty mil, and also incentives for Liverpool to get more money. And the incentives were for him to win like three consecutive Ballon d'Ors and Champions Leagues. Yeah. Obviously, that's not going to happen. No, no, it's not. So, um, but yeah, I think I think they'll be. They've got Luis Diaz. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I still think City will win the league. Like I said, yeah. Um, and still Liverpool with a team that maybe isn't as good as last year. Still. Beats most of the other, like, still comes second. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, where would Chelsea finish? I think, I actually think Tottenham will be up there next year. I think, not challenging for the title, no way. But the the back end of last season, they did look good. And Conte is a great manager. Um, if yeah. They, um, that clicking, then I think there'll be, I think it'll be a battle between Chelsea and Tottenham for third and fourth. And Man United probably fifth for me. So, yeah. Chelsea fifth. Spurs fourth, United third. 
Dream big, mate. Dream big. Exactly. You've got, you got to but have hope. Hi, we just wanted to jump on with a, a short advert and ask your listeners, once they have finished listening to your podcast, to come and listen to ours. It is called the TWS Sports Podcast. It is hosted by us students from Technowood School. Our school is for autistic children and younger adults, and each week we chat to famous sportsmen and women. On the TWS Sports Podcast, we have spoke to loads of great guests, such as Connor Cody, Matt Letizia, Joe Hart, Sir Clive Woodward, Will Greenwood, Nasser Hussein, Michael Afton, Marnus Labuschagne, Barry Hearn, Steve Davis, and many, many other great guests. So come and give us a listen. We're the only podcast in the UK which is hosted by autistic students who interview the biggest names in sport. So come and join us on the TWS Sport Podcast. Good. It's actually surprising, very good. <laughs> bit of a unicorn cake for Sam mid podcast, you know. Can't, can't, can't beat it. <laughs> right. F1. The F1 season is really heating up now. Um, although it was incredibly wet and rainy in Monaco, it was absolute carnage, to be honest. Uh, mm took about an hour and a half to even start the race and they couldn't even get the full laps in uh, because of the amount of time they lost the <clears> rain um, and red flags yeah. and red flags and, and all sorts um, Leclerc team strategy done him over um, he, he was pole position he was there he was gonna he was, he was winning he's not, de- he's not destined to win a, a Monaco Grand Prix Monaco no no he's he's jinxed he's got a curse on him Yaya Toure's been at him I think but um, yeah I, yeah I do feel sorry for him to be honest I do feel sorry but I, I'm happy for Chaco I'm happy for Perez yes good win especially after last weekend yeah the, with the last, the last race definitely deserved something done him over and um, yeah. if you really look at if you look at the points tally Paris is in there, mate. He's only 15 mm. points behind Verstappen. Uh, he's, he's close. He's close to the top. Um, Very, which I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see. Yeah, Verstappen uh, top, Leclerc second, Perez third. I don't know who's fourth. Is it Rush, Russell? Russell? Might be Russell because he's still finishing top five in every single race. Isn't he? Mr. Consistent. What a boy. Yeah. Um, but it's race week. It's Baku. Um, last season, it all kicked off. There was... Drama here, there, and everywhere. And uh, do you expect the same, or do you think that it's going to be another Ferrari, Red Bull sort of dominating? Um, I, st- I think it's going to be quite dominated by, I think, Red Bull again. It's quite a fast track. <coughs> um, the last huge straight, absolutely massive. So I feel like they've got an advantage. So I think they'll, I think they'll be on pole. Um. I think too far. Although I think it will be close with Ferrari, but I, I still think that they'll they'll grab pole. Um, I think in the race, barring anything massive happening, I mean, there's always some some drama at Baku, so mm. I hope to see some drama, and it's not just a boring race. No, me too. Um, I still see Verstappen winning. I think I don't know. I do you think that Mercedes? Uh, can compete in this one. I mean, everyone thought that Mercedes were back until Monaco hit, and then porpoising yeah. issues took over again. And I mean, Hamilton couldn't couldn't. He was sort of wedged in about eighth place and can couldn't progress on that. So yeah. they're they're, they're going to improve again. I think with I think it's 
I think everyone's going to say every week Mercedes are back. back yeah. I think from testing this week, I think everyone's going to say Mercedes are back. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be the same thing. I still think they're going to be out qualified. Um, and uh, I think they've they've relied heavily on strategy this year, which has worked very well for, for worked very well for Russell. Um, not so much for Hamilton, but I, I believe when I see it. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I, I just don't believe it at the moment. I think people are hoping and wishing more than anything. I think uh, I'm alright with them not being there. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Mind. Um, but yeah, I just I want it to be competitive, and I think three teams in the mix will make it extremely exciting. Yeah. So that's pretty. And I do like British drivers, and I want Lewis to get his eighth, which is not going to happen this season. But no, I think it will never, never get the eighth. You not think? Never. Not yeah. even next season. No, nah, he'll retire after this season. Wow, really? You think? Yeah. Well, that is interesting. But I was looking at the stats, and although Sam, you've predicted Verstappen to to win in Baku, he's never actually finished higher than four. Oh, he, he crashed out last season as well. Yeah, he's had a few DNFs over the past sort of five six years, and I think one fourth, and then I don't know where the other the other one was. Mm. And also Vettel, Vettel, he's finished his run. Uh, Baku is incredible. I think it's been like second, third, fourth, second. And I think last year he got second or third, I think, because it was carnage last year. I think Gasly got on the podium last year, I think on Baku as well. Yeah, it was, it was a bit mad at Baku last year. Last year. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. And then Danny <clears throat> Rick got a question. Do you think Danny Rick will ever win a race again? Again, um, not unless... Not from just pure pace and strategy. I think there'll have to be something that happens during the race that means he wins. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I, I don't know what it is, if it's the car, if it's confidence, or if, if again, he's stuck in a team where they're prioritising Lando over, over him. But he yeah. just doesn't seem to have... He seems to be just wedged in mid-table, like around yeah. 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th. He just seems to finish there every single, every single race. Yeah, we can't get out of it. No, which is a shame because I like Danny Rick. Um, and I think he's a great character for the sport, and yeah. I just want to see him back up there again. But yeah, I don't, I don't see it coming. No, no. Um, NFL. Any NFL news this week? I think Aaron Donald has signed a mega contract. Yep, same as Cooper Cup. Same as Cooper Cup as well. Big deals. Yep, they've signed. I think Cooper Cup's worth like eighty mil. I don't know what Aaron Donald's is, but it's huge. Um, I think yeah, Aaron Donald's uh, is the <clears throat> highest paid player outside of a QB. Yeah. So, massive, massive deal. Which is a bit mental, but um, thoroughly deserved. Uh, I think I think defensive players get much attention. No. There are some, there are some players, like obviously tight ends and players that don't get probably paid as much as they probably should do, compared to the rest. If it was mm. all done comparatively, they obviously get paid huge amounts of money anyway. But in terms of their worth in the team is probably they don't get paid much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think apart from that, there's not much been going on with the Patriots. No. Not, not a huge amount going on. Um, most things I've seen in interviews with Bill, they're talking about the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. <laughs> um, so we'll have to wait till that finishes to see something. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I've seen old Bill getting involved in practices, snapping yeah. the ball to Mac Jones. That's about all I've seen of him. <laughs> but that's all I ever see. 
Uh, I, I still got my fingers crossed. I'm I'm hoping for a good year. We've got a lot of weapons mm. for Mac Jones. Um, and obviously, Bill's a wizard on defence. So I think he can train anyone to do well on defence. Um, so yeah, I've got my fingers crossed. Fitzmagic is retired as well. After so sad. Seasons. Love that guy. The ultimate journeyman in the NFL. Absolutely been here. There. Who does he support? I don't know. I don't even know. How many teams do you reckon out of 32 these play for? You might need to factor. It's got to be, it's got to be at least eight. Eight teams I'll, out of 32. I'll find it. I'll find I'm it. Gonna go for, I'm going to go for 10 to be optimistic. I think I might be on the, on the higher side, but he's played for a lot of teams. Nine different teams. Nine. Right in the middle of us. <laughs> right in the middle. How many of those can you name? Bucks, Jets, yeah, uh, Steelers, no, nope. shit, Giants, no, nope. San Francisco 49ers, no, nope. for God's sake, <laughs> there's not that many. <laughs> I mean, he's played for almost a third of the league, and you've named so many that haven't. You didn't, you didn't, no, haven't even named the two most recent teams. What um, commanders now is they're called? Yes. Um, yes. Denver Broncos. No. Nope. Seattle. No. This is not going well. What are the other two? What are the other lot? What are the other lot? So it's been at the Dolphins, the Texans, the Titans, the Bills, the Bengals, and the Rams. I didn't know you played for the Bell, uh, the Bills, and the, and the Rams. To be fair. No. Didn't know that. Shambolic performance from myself. <laughs> that was that was that was a poor performance. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but I mean, he's, he's 223 touchdowns, 34,990 yards, with a 60% completion percentage. Like he's he's done well. Absolute legend, mate. I'll never forget where some guy. I think it was recently. Some guy just absolutely tore off his grabbed onto his face mask or his face grill and he's just you launched a bomb and it's landed yeah, somehow. Um, exactly he he holds the, the most career passing yards and touchdowns among quarterbacks that haven't been to the postseason oh really he's never been yeah. to the postseason never been to the postseason uh, quite sad to be fair he's quite sad to be honest but he deserved to be there hats off to a legend mate absolutely yeah. um in terms of vikings news there's not been a lot um I think that Justin Jefferson was pictured with his hair out of braids in a bit of an afro and everyone's saying that he looks like Randy Moss. Um, oh, yeah, I saw that. He's, no, he's going to have a, a mad season, um, but we shall see. Are we going to get involved in the old NFL um, fantasy this year, Sam? What do you reckon? I mean, I'd like to. I mean, I've, I've had an, an offer from the people I used to work with to join theirs. I've heard nothing since. Um, and but yeah, it's just in terms of getting enough people. That's the only problem. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. I think, need, I think you need at least four. Yeah. And even then, you're like, there's eight, like what, seventeen weeks. Yeah. You're playing the same person, people. So I, I, yeah, it's difficult. Because I don't know if I know enough people who. Yeah. Who actually get involved in NFL? Yeah. We shall see. Um, also, um, tickets gone sale for the Vikings. Um. Who are they playing again? They are playing 
Saints. 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 Yeah. Uh, that comes out. Tickets go end of July, I think. So yes, we shall we shall keep when we come back. We'll keep you updated if we manage to get tickets or not. Um, so I'll so, fly down from Glasgow. Yeah, Sam is. We've got a lot of life updates. Sam's now moving yeah. to Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, we're moving all the way to Glasgow. It's further north. By the time we, by the time we probably come back, Sam, you'd have been married and moved to Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, I'll have, I'll have lived a life. That's pretty mad. That's pretty mad. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> cricket, cricket. Did you watch any of the England New Zealand first test? Yes, and it almost felt like it was back to normal. Mm, yeah. Um, obviously, it bowled really well. First innings was was a shambles. From I mean, the bowling yeah. side was good. Batting side was a shambolic. So yeah, bowled really well. Bowled out for like 120, 140 odd. Um, we had a major collapse once again. It felt like business as usual for England cricket. Yeah. It was sad. And then they batted. We bowled well again. And then two of the players went on to make almost both of them made hundreds. Um, and so, then we bowled really well again. Yeah, we set a target of... 270 odd. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we set a target of 270 odd. And... Uh, we then had a bit more of a batting collapse. So we started off well again, yeah. uh, and then Crawley got out and we had a bit of a collapse. And then Root and Stokes steadied the ships. And then we finished on, um, like, we had five wickets by then at the end of the day down, and Root steadied the ship, and we stayed on five wickets yeah. until we won, won the game, and he scored us another century. Root is ridiculous. Right. Um, he scored so many runs. It's actually unreal. 10,000 test runs he hit. Um, and I think there was a bit of confusion whether he's the youngest English yeah. batsman to hit. Because I think him and Alistair Cook are around the same age. I think there's only like a few hours in it. So I think... I, th- I think he, he... What was it? He... Um, so it's, not, it's not that they're the same age. It's that they were the same age when they hit their 10,000. Oh, okay. Right. Um, so, but they were saying that Alistair Cook was born later in the day. Yeah. But does that make so that that was how far they go down to it? So I think they actually did it on the same day. It was quite cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. People are asking if he can break uh, Tendulkar's record. Yeah, it's mad. He's, I think he's only thirty-two, so he's still got a lot of uh, yeah. lot of games left in him. And I think <laughs> in terms of world cricket, I think that he's actually left Coley and Smith behind in the in, in the At last the moment. Year. And Williamson. And Kane Williamson, yeah, you're right. Um, and if you actually deep it, it's the team that he's been in as well. He's consistently yeah. done it in a in a shambolic England batting lineup, and he's had to how many times? I think on average he comes in at number four when England yeah. are about 30, 30 for two. He always comes in. So, yeah. so and I think it's he's also like since those other guys have scored a century. He scored like seven centuries yeah, and, and like 2,000 runs. It's, it's ridiculous. I think, I think they showed the start that at one point they were all on like 7,000 runs. Mm. Um, and he was at the bottom of those that, that list with like, I don't know how many uh, centuries, like 11 centuries or like 15 centuries. And now he's on 10,000 runs and like 20 odd centuries. And they're still on 7,000 yeah. runs. Yeah, it's insane. Absolutely insane. It's, it's disgusting. Hats off no, to him. Really, luckily, lucky we have him, to be fair, because yeah. if we didn't, we'd be royally screwed. 
he's he's thing is he's not like um he's not like a Kevin Peterson. He's not going to tonk it around the park, but he's so delicate and technical. Yeah, and he still he still yeah. runs at like an ODI pace. Yeah, he can yeah. he can quite happily do a run a ball, like quite and, happily. And in terms of spin, I think he's probably one of the best batsmen, probably the best out of Coley and Smith and Williamson to play against spin. He just seems yeah. to just knock it and control spin. You know, he doesn't. Yeah, you know, I think do anything he's silly. Um, he's he's honestly ridiculous. Um, I think also like everyone was saying, like should he still be captain? It's probably a bit harsh for him to be let go. I think in terms of what England needs, I think maybe with the way they were going is that Root had so much responsibility mm-hmm. as well as being our best batsman and the only batsman that can score runs. He also had to be the captain. I think with him not having to be the captain now, maybe he gives him a bit more freedom. Exactly that. And like, like I said earlier, the amount of time he's had to come in when there's been a batting collapse and he's had to yeah. save the day with the captaincy pressure, with everything else, it just frees him up a little bit. And then he's probably, I mean, if his game goes up another another gear now without the captaincy, if he's not got if he's got that bit of extra freedom, then mate, other teams are just fear, fear. He's gonna be scoring hundreds, tons, and less right centers. <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna be a great spectacle. Um there was one injury in the game. Uh, Jack Leach concussed himself by saving a boundary. Great effort. And then he sort of was landing. He fell awkwardly and smashes it on the grass, which was awkward, awkward landing, which gave Matt Parkinson his, his debut. Um, did well when he came into bat. Um, he's bowling. I don't know. He tossed it up a little bit too much for me he gave a little bit yeah. too much flight he did get the wicket he got his test wicket um maybe the nerves got better of him um he was turning it but he just sort of gave them a little bit too many gimmies if that makes yeah. sense yeah yeah he didn't he didn't shut them down much he was just kind of he, he didn't show up as much as everyone wanted him to yeah. He, yeah. Had, he had a good he had a good debut i think it was solid i don't think he could have asked for much more um uh, and uh, I mean, Leach is back in the side. Leach back in. That's what I was just about to say. Leach is he's back in the side now. So yeah. um, the second test. But I'm, I was really impressed with uh, Potts as well. Potts, uh, awesome. Potts, incredible talent on the money every time. Really accurate. And and he yeah. tons over- of wishes. Yeah, overshone the <clears throat> out of him and Parkinson. So oh, hundred percent. And especially with all eyes on Broad and Anderson coming back, who quite rightly Honestly. took the stage and, and delivered uh, yeah. completely. He was in in with them. He he did it as much as they did. Mm. It's nothing um, better than when when Brody's charging in. <laughs> he's got his legs pumping. He's he's puffing yeah. out his cheeks, and he's and that honestly that five minutes of cricket was incredible. Uh, I mean, that over was second mad. inning, um, three wickets and three balls. Uh, a weird run out in the middle, which stopped Brody getting his hat trick. But um, yeah, a bit annoying. <laughs> I, I, it didn't really make any sense. I don't know why he walked out of his crease. Yeah, he just um, the Grandon was just in his world of his own. He just sort literally. Of... I think I think I always get that whenever because I think I don't know who it was um, also got out because I think Broad, um, I think he asked that they they reviewed or they, they didn't review they 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 appealed for out because they thought he was caught behind, and then um, New Zealand reviewed for caught behind and hit him in the back of the pad mm. he was LBW instead like I always forget there's 
there could be multiple ways of getting somebody yeah. out in one go. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And you could be shooting yourself in the foot if you review. I was worried that with that series of play, if it, that it was going to be called dead, but obviously it continues. Um, yeah. I think because the umpire said not out, that it was still live. But if it if it yeah. in the original, it out, yeah. then it would have called it dead. Um, yeah. Any vitality blast news you've been keeping? Oh, up? big game last night, the night before, uh, Lancashire, Yorkshire, probably one of the biggest games of the blast. Um, always a good time. Um, Lancashire bat first, absolutely throwing it around the park. Gets two hundred and fourteen. Um, Yorkshire come in, absolutely bat it out of the park. Comes down to the final ball. Yorkshire need five runs after the last ball. Right. Um, he manages to flick it, which is looks like it's going. It looks it looks like it's going um, kind of deep square leg. Um, was it just what I was back a point because uh, he was right-handed and it, it looks like he's going for six and he, and he catches it on the boundary to win the game for Lancashire. Absolutely, absolutely awesome. Well, I've needed. I think I saw that. I saw the. I saw the clip on Twitter and it, the camera. I think a lot of people did think missed it. it yeah, I think I think people thought that he'd step back on the boundary as well. And after a view, it was clean. He probably was about a centimeter away. It yeah. must have been so close. Um, but yeah, scenes, mate, absolute scenes in the vitality. I love it. I love a bit of T20. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, it's like Josh Butler. I, we, we didn't talk about the IPL. Josh Butler in the IPL this season was ridiculous. Mm. I think he hit like four or five centuries in the whole tournament. Insane. Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, unfortunately, he fell short in the, in the, in the final and they lost. Um, but yeah, what, what an absolute... Insane what a, what a guy! What a guy! I mean, he ended up with like eight hundred runs or something. Yeah, absolute tanked it. Um, talking about the IPL, the final was not last. I think it was recently, weren't it? Sunday. Yeah, it wasn't long ago. It was like the week, week or two before. And Bolt, Trent Bolt, flew over from the IPL final on Sunday and was playing the Test match on the on the Wednesday or Thursday. Like, I think that's mad to switch up the formats that quickly and fly from what legend halfway across the world. I think it's, I think it's crazy. Um, also talking about legends, Rafa. Is, is it, there were no words. King of clay. What? There were absolutely no words. Legends. Like he's, he, yeah, I, I, I unfortunately didn't watch the final. I was, I was driving home, but yeah, unbelievable. I mean, I think after he beat Djokovic in the quarterfinal, which again was an absolutely insane match. Mm-hmm. The second set, even though Djokovic won six four, lasted. An hour and a half, which doesn't make sense. Um, it managed to come through that, even though it was three three love down in the Latin fourth set, rallied behind, got rallied behind because the crowd loved him, obviously. Um, after he won that, I think it was kind of plain sailing to the final. He played Casparud, who just isn't on his level. No, he got absolutely tanked, absolutely yeah. battered in that final three sets, man. I think the last set was yeah, six love, love yeah. Um, I think even even Casparud said, like, I just I wasn't going to win this. Um, which is fair enough. Um, he extended his grand slam total to twenty-two. Um, One more. Two Djokovic. ahead of both. Two or two ahead of both Djokovic and Federer. Ah, two ahead now. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's got a bit of a lead because he's also sitting out Wimbledon, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's two ahead. He's chilling. Um, 14, 14 French Open titles. The second highest person who is who is like the most of one title is Djokovic with nine Wimbledons. 
no nine for nine no Australian Open sorry and just had to have 14 of one trophy why is he so good on clay why why is it is it just the spin that he can put on the ball is it is it something I think I just it suits his pace of play yeah. he's he's very good at switching up tempo so his spin creates a lot of can create him a lot of times because the high bounces uh, and he can play those high bounces a lot better um he can move around on clay a lot quicker because it's it's a bit of a slower surface for the mm. ball um so his he can be he's already always already rapid but he can be even quicker on clay um and yeah his his angles are ridiculous and the way get, that game against Djokovic, they hit the ball so hard against each other. Yeah. Like his his slap shots are ridiculous. ridiculous. Um, yeah, and I think he's I think um before Djokovic and Federer and, and Nadal were in it, like the highest amount of Grand Slams was 14 by Pete Sampras. And he has 14 of one of them. He's insane. And and they've they've all all of them have had quite serious injuries and they've been around for a long time, but they're still competing at the highest level. Like I never thought after Nadal's injuries recently over the past years that he'd be able to compete again. And no, no I think I think definitely Nadal has been the worst of it through injuries. He's had he's had a broken wrist. He had to pull out of running gas because of it. Um, he has had bad knees. He's had is he had to have injections in his foot this year to make them numb, so he didn't have any pain. So he basically played that most of the, this, this year's French Open with with no feeling in his feet in in, in one foot. Um, and yeah, he. He's come back. I mean, Federer, I think Federer and Djokovic have had less injuries. Djokovic has mostly been his own ignorance has been his, his main downfall. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just mad that these, these guys can still compete. When you see like Andy Murray, who was with, it was the top four for a long time and the, and the big four at one time because those four got to everything. Yeah. And he's only got three grand slams and he's had a new hit. And, yeah. like, and he's, wow. he's the same age as both Nadal and Djokovic. The, the 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 level that Nadal is on, and even Federer and, and Djokovic is is absolutely insane. It's above anything that we probably. It's, it's, would you relate it? Would you correlate it to like Messi and Ronaldo in football? Do you think they're definitely that level of state? Hundred percent, because I don't think we'll see three players who are who are of similar level mm. at this kind of level who win everything. I think. In the past, since like 2000 or something, the amount of Grand Slams that haven't been won by the top three or the top four, if Murray was still included, it's, it's like in single digits, <laughs> which is just it, it's mind-boggling, that, that kind of record. Um, and just so how dominant they are in the sport. Like when they go, when they're not playing anymore, I don't think anyone will win, will, will be that dominant at one like all these youngsters coming through, they none of them seem dominant no. as these guys. I mean, Alcaraz had stunning form coming into this tournament, but then yeah, didn't really ask, know what to do against. Didn't really know know what to do against Zverev. Yeah, I was going to ask how did he get on because we talked about him, I think, in the last podcast. So what what happened? Did he struggle a little bit? So he he played really well until I think it was the quarterfinal again against um, um, Alcaraz and against Zverev. Sorry, and uh, he kind of came a bit unstuck. Mm. Um, he didn't play great. He didn't seem to know how to change the game to play against Zverev, um, which is fair enough. He's obviously still very young. Yeah. Uh, Zverev is more uh, experienced as well, uh, and also obviously a great player. So 
I still think there's more to see from him, and um, I'm, I'm sad he didn't go further. And we've got to the quarterfinal, so pretty sick. Yeah. I'm sad he didn't go further. I'd like to see Alcaraz Nadal in the semi final. Yeah, because um, Nadal's semi final against Zverev is kind of overshadowed by Zverev's yeah. injury. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, 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 I think he did great. I think there's obviously way more to come from him. Um, I'm excited to see. I'm excited for the grass court season. I love the grass court yeah. season. It's kind of my favourite. It's, it's, around, it's, it's here now, isn't it, really, in the grass court season? I mean, I, I heard that Emma Raducanu was forced to pull out of the Birmingham Classic with another injury. And it's, yeah. I don't know whether she's going to be back for Wimbledon. I think there's hope that it's not as, as serious as it first. Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, it's difficult. She's not, she's not played amazingly well over the last since her US Open win. Mm. I think that all that hype coming from that is can overshadow you. Yeah, um, I think she's had a lot of changes with the team, and if you look back last year, Wimbledon was her breakout tournament, wasn't it? She came from absolutely nowhere. Um, yeah, and uh, and she's only young, and she's had so many changes. So I think that the hype around her probably was a bit too soon, you know. Yeah, I think in the, in, the, in especially in the UK with with tennis players, we don't often have somebody in the top. So having that woman who wins a Grand Slam. Like the hype train gets so they get so mm. on them straight away, and as soon as they start playing poorly, there's like nothing, and it's it, it's yeah. it's it's very all or nothing thing. I think it can very be very hard for a player to deal with that. Like Murray, like the the papers hated him for ages. Yeah, yeah. Like he he could only get to semi-finals. He could only get to finals. He could never win a final. Um, he's lost like seven US uh, seven Australian Open finals. Mm. It's like that's a ridiculous record. Um, and until he won, people didn't yeah. really take him seriously. And when he when he started winning, people were like, "Yeah, he's, he can do, he, he's one of the best in the world." Um, not on the same level, but I think Joanna Conta experienced a bit of that, didn't she? She yeah. got a bit of backlash for never, you know, making it past quarterfinals and getting to the semi-finals and finals. And I think a reporter sort of bit back at her once, and you know, he's, I think the the media can be cruel in terms of tennis. Yeah. English stars so definitely um I think I think women's women's tennis is slightly different that way there's there's quite often a, a change in the guard regularly mm-hmm. since Serena and, and and Venus kind of haven't been at the top of their game and um oh what's the name oh the Romanian I can't remember her name now um but I mean a bit of a change at the moment uh, a mm-hmm. bit of a shout out to Iga Sviatek who is absolutely dominating the game. She has she's on, I think, a 33 game win streak. She's won all four of the last tournaments. Wow. Every single one of them she's won. She is currently the second or third ranked player. Uh, if you added their points up, would still be less than her in the number one spot. Like she is dominating it, like oh, I've never seen. And she's only lost like four sets, I think, during that time. That is mad. As soon as Ash Barty retires, she just steps up. Honestly. She has she has stepped up in a big way, and you just can't see her losing anything. That is pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. And any any time she's lost a first set, I was looking at this the other day. Like she went on to then dominate the next two sets. She even even won like six two six love. Like she would absolutely destroy them in the second two sets. Insane, mate. One to watch for sure for in Wimbledon. Um, yes. That pretty much wraps it up. I know. Is there any golf news? I think there's a bit of controversy over the. There's a lot of controversy. Um, so this LV tour, LV yeah. um, tournament, which is being run by the Saudi Arabians, um, 
it's it's difficult because the PGA have said that any player that goes over there is risking their PGA license mm. playing, um, and the players are saying, well, it's free, basically free for me to go over and play in these tournaments, and if and the the least I can win from this is like 170 grand, mm-hmm. like the 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 lowest ranked player in each tournament gets at least that, yeah, and if I win, I get four million. Every tournament oh, gives four million for its for its winner. Like the, I can very much understand why players have gone over to it. I mean, Dustin Johnson has retired from the PGA to to play to, to play in it. I think I think he did it just to to miss out on any backlash from the PGA, so he didn't get fined or anything, um, which I think is clever because he could always one day re- go back to it, and it also doesn't stop him from playing any majors. So we can still play majors, but yeah, there's a lot of controversy. It's obviously very money led. It's very led by Saudi Arabian government to a country, and like, there's obviously loads of human rights violations there. So there's a lot of stuff. It's in the so media. hard, isn't it? It's, it's whether yeah. it's a you've got to think these. This is a job to these golfers, yeah. and to get paid like that is an incredible. If, any, if, if anyone has a job, you go where the money is. You go where the money is. Yeah. And, that, I think it's I think it's harsh to say to these players like what you're doing is wrong because like, because it's because of where this money is coming from. I th- I think there is there are obviously morals, but I mean I can understand why players not like Dustin Johnson, some of the lesser known players are going over definitely going because over, that's yeah. a huge payday for them. Yeah, yeah 100%. who wouldn't normally get that much money. I mean Dustin Johnson has won a lot of, yeah, yeah. He, he won the, the FedEx Cup last year and the winner of that gets 15 million so he's not he's, I, don't, I don't really understand why he's gone for it yeah I, I don't think it's money led um, so I don't really know what, it, what, what it's led by um, but yeah I think it's just a just a career change I, 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 I'm not sure where I stand on it yeah um, the line isn't there it's morally or you know personally sort of benefit yeah so. yeah like I think Phil Mickelson is 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 part of it. Dustin Johnson, um, a few others, and a few a few of them that yeah, Ian Poulter, because they're wondering whether this is going to affect their Ryder Cup hopes. Because Ian Poulter is like Mr. Ryder Cup. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's all up in the air. I I think that the more players that go that go over the PGA are just going to let it slide. Yeah, they're just going to have to because you know they can't. I, do I don't see them being like yeah, none of you can play the PGA. Yeah. Yeah. This year, because you're enjoying in that, because I I just think that would be too much, too much lack of in, income from them from these players. I agree. I agree. It's massive. Player power and all that. You know, yeah. I think that's yeah, player power makes a huge difference. And like with Dustin Johnson going over, that's a huge. That's a huge get. Phil Mickelson is a huge get. Like these players not playing on the PGA tournaments, it's it's not as much of a sell. Obviously, Roy McIlroy is very against it, and he's he's come out and said that he's never going to play it. Um, but again, he's very rich. Yeah, he doesn't need. It. I, I I do think personal circumstance does play a huge a huge factor. All right, that that wraps up the podcast. Um, looking back of hero and shockers, have there been any standouts, a hero or a shocker of the season? I think. For me, shocker of the season, right? It comes down to two. It either comes down to you playing triple captain on Ronaldo, <laughs> completely fluffing the FPL, or me getting COVID the day before NFL. Oh, 
that wins it for me, hands down. I think I think that's got to be it. Getting COVID before NFL London, I was so pumped. And yeah, then, it was so it was so gutting. It was yeah. absolutely horrendous. I, I couldn't imagine. I had to feeling. watch it on the TV and see, and see the scenes, and it was a great game as well. So. It was an awesome game. <laughs> I'm so glad it was a good game because obviously not for you, but yeah. it was. But uh, yeah, it was. It was a great game, great day, and the fact that COVID the day before oh, just shambles, shambles. absolute shambles. Have you got any heroes of the season? I mean, I've got, <clears throat> I've got Edera- Emma Raducanu when she won the, the US Open. Um, yeah. Shane Warne, Joe Burrow. I think there are a few standouts in terms of heroes. I mean, have you got any? There's Rocket Ronnie O'Sullivan as well. Um, yeah. To be fair. Or any, it doesn't have to be ones that we've mentioned, just has to be, can it be any hero from the past year that that stood out to you? Ronaldo for United. Uh, I I don't think Ronaldo gets that. (laughs) I think that's uh, quite easy. Um, I think. Oh, so tough. Is that? I'm going to give it to Nadal, to be fair, just because of... Uh, fair play. Good shout. What he's done with the French Open. Good shout. Um, I know it's fresh in my memory, and I think yeah. that's probably the why, but yeah, just un- unbelievable. I'm going to go for Shane Warne, just purely for... I'm still shocked about it. Uh, yeah. He was a bit of an idol of mine growing up, so... Yeah, hero. He's the hero of my season. So, Definitely. yeah, and that, that wraps up that wraps up season two of the podcast. Season two is uh, done. Uh, we're probably going to have a couple months off, as I said. We've got lots of stuff going on: stag dues, holidays, wedding days. Weddings, got two weddings coming up. Two weddings. I've got three. Shit, you know. Have you got another one? Yeah, I'm go- well, I'm going on holiday to Greece. To my girlfriend's auntie's getting married, so that's oh, going on. Right. Um, Sam's moving. Is that, is that where you're? Is that where you're popping the question as well? Is it? No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you shut the down straight away. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Anyway, um, yeah, and we're gonna have a bit of a rebrand and come back and and you know see if we can get a new logo, a bit of a more professional feel, and just see how see how we get on uh, mm. around or end of August, September time before the start of the season, so the start of the NFL. So, um, yeah. Thanks for listening for this season. Thanks for listening to us waffle on about sport and hopefully yeah. we're on to bigger and better things next season. Indeed. Indeed. All right. See you in a bit. Enjoy the summer of sport and peace out in a bit. <laughs>